Um, I just want to share the uh, the video image that I'm playing with this um, this track, this creepy music track, because the tentacles coming out of the pyramid are yeah. identical to the ones coming out of the Nautilus. Right Cry- Cryo Chamber is such a good record label. They have so like, all the best like, ambient. They're like they are pink, but they're like kind of smoky, smoky. Yeah. And yeah. now we know Nyarlathotep's going to be here. Great. Yeah. That yeah. sounds great. I mean, you can make deals with him. Yeah. You don't like this. He's pretty deals. reasonable as far as the Elder Gods go. Yeah. I mean, much, like, you're not going to talk to Azathoth. No. He's going to fuck your day right now. You can't even get past his secretary. She's a total slut. What <laughs> <laughs> would happen? Yeah, that's why you can't get past her. Una's paralyzed. Let's get her. Yeah, Una is paralyzed in the snow uh, for another 60 seconds Kill or so. Well, possibly less. Kill the. <laughs> um. <laughs> Start shaking her. You you can you can either wait this out or you can make saving throws. It's only a minute. I'll make a saving throw. Right. We're trying to get through here fairly quickly, right? Yeah, yeah. Also, you don't know if that... Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Well, then you shake off the, the bugs are dead, so that's probably why. Yep, it helps. When um, you showed the picture, I thought it was a remoras, and I was like, oh, fuck me. <laughs> yeah, no, not that bad. Just carrying crawlers. Um, they, yeah, oh, they just do kind that. of look remoras. Just yeah. carrying crawlers. Which would have been a cool fight, too. Remoras! Like, <laughs> uh, so, I can't get over that ship. That ship in the background is so neat. I just like the color palette that they chose for that. It was all very cool. Yeah, the, the pink shade is particularly... Um, yeah. Unsettling. Biological. Yeah. Yes. Bioluminescent. Yeah. Yes. Let's turn ourselves into illithids and just pilot that ship from now on. Ooh. Like, I mean, I I know a guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're going to take a hard... Like, when Brian's talking about taking a hard left, all of us willingly infecting ourselves with illithid blood and doing Spelljammer instead of Icewind Dale <laughs> was not what he had in mind. Listen, it's totally not, and I, I would love to see the end of this campaign, but if that's the direction it goes, I'm here for it. You know what? The sun, here's the thing. Sun hasn't risen in Icewind Dale. Where's the sun? In the sky. We gotta go to space! <laughs> gotta go to space! Right. <laughs> hey, sun, what games? Listen, folks, I've seen the documents. <laughs> The sun's in space. Yeah, that guy's up in space. Let's stay down here. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, I will wipe off the carrion crawler icor and mucus off of my mm. sword. Uh, now, I wish I knew how to harvest these things. They can have quite potent venom. You don't say. So, the, um, the ground level of the ship is... Um, only about five to ten feet off the surface of the, uh, the snow. You can climb up to the exposed deck area, you can see. Um, you can see that there's, like, the middle deck, the tall portion of sort of the snail shell that makes up the back. Um, that's roughly, uh, what does it say? Um, that's roughly 25 feet off the ground. The topmost level, uh, where it gets kind of spiky at the top, that's about 45 feet off the surface mm-hmm. of the snow. Um if you are using the bases of the tentacles as a, a point on which to climb, you can get up to the uh, the lower deck without too much of a problem. It would be a simple athletics check, and you'll be on the ship proper. Um, it, it's feasible if you want to try to climb the back of the shell, but much more difficult. If you have a flying broom, it's much easier, obviously. Or go if it's a row. Somehow walk straight up. Yeah. Um, but depending on how you want to make entry into the ship will tell me exactly what map you're on pull. Uh, going on through the deck just makes the most sense. I can't imagine there's a reason to make it more difficult on ourselves when everything's icy. Mm-hmm. Um, but for safety purposes, you know, I'll loop a, a grappling hook and a rope up on top of the railings and just make sure that we have something we can grab if you're going to slide off because okay. it's, it's icy. You know? I have a bit of a description flavor text here for you. Ooh. Um, this deck is five feet off the valley floor and covered with fresh snow. Fresh snow. Excuse me. Mounted to the deck is a ballista covered in ice. 
At the back of the deck, a double door made of chitin, is tu- chitin and iron is tucked under two higher decks, the lower of which has another ballista mounted atop it. So it has a boyer deck and a four deck. That's the one that you're looking at. Um, I may I, have... Um, I punch it. No, I'm just looking at deflect missiles. Do you think I could catch a ballista bolt? You technically can. I did in uh, uh, Out of the Abyss. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to investigate the recent repairs if I can to see if there's... Sure. If I can get an idea of what's been happening here or what kind of footprints are in the snow. Okay. Um, well, what kind of footprints? Sounds like a survival roll. Okay. Um, I'll just I'll I, look for I'll look for any other clues then while he looks. Yeah, at I'll do the survival thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Nineteen. Nineteen. Um, no good, huh? It was a nineteen, and it turned into a one. Okay. Uh, one's pretty bad. I, I will say this: it's easy to mistake these footprints because clearly snow has fallen on top of them. They were fresh, clean footprints at one point, and then a layer of snow came, and now they're just depressions in the snow. A little difficult to get anything like that. As far as the recent repairs go, um, this ship is as biological as it is mechanical in nature. A lot of this chitin and flesh that makes up this ship is, is what is the original construction. And it looks like a lot of damage that is reasonably assumed to be caused by the crash has been patched up with things like wooden planks, um, pieces of metal, uh, even like tarpaulin in some places has been sort of stapled up just to create a, a barrier against the snow. Um, What's tarpaulin? Like a tarp, like a tarp. Um, like an oiled oil cloth. Yeah, oil. Yeah, an oil cloth. <laughs> the fantasy word for tarp. <laughs> um, so things that you would be familiar with as terrestrial people, mm-hmm. it has been used to plug up this otherwise alien craft. Um, can we see, like, is there any movement? Is there any lights? Is there anything to suggest that there are people <laughs> actively on here while we're trying to break in? Yes. Uh, you do see light. Um, it is sort of the sickly pink light that is on the, the picture here, and it's coming from, like, underneath cracks of doors and through porthole windows, that sort of thing. A very biologically pink light. Yeah. Can I hear any voices or footsteps? You may make a perception roll. You may, if you are on the deck, you may make a perception. Yeah, I want to get on the deck. Like right. 10. 16. 16, all right, that's pretty good. Are you guys getting on the deck, or are you staying below? I think I want to get on the deck. Okay. Good job. Should be on the deck, right. but I'm going to be making uh, athletics checks with disadvantage. Well, I'm going to help you up with the rope. Okay. So don't worry about that, but I think we should all stay together. <clears throat> and um, you didn't have the dog sled you were walking up. I assume you parked them somewhere always back? Yeah. Right. yeah, I assume right. they probably can't go up the mountain very well. Probably not, and you know they're they're sled dogs, so they could just nest in the snow; they'll be fine. Um, hopefully, bandits don't come along and raid your wagon, but you know you need to wish again. Yeah. Um, all right, so if you're all on the deck, you may all make perception rolls. See if you hear anything. Twelve uh, <laughs> sucks. Yeah, uh, you got a twelve. Right. Uh, Kuz, you can hear. Uh, you're. Probably the only one with the sharp enough ears. Well, Sam's ears are sharp, but in a different manner. Um, <laughs> but, um, that's racist. <laughs> you you can hear the sound of soft uh, footsteps on wood coming from somewhere inside the um, lowermost deck, um, and every few steps or so, you, it is punctuated by the sound of like either wood on wood or wood on iron. Um, it's just sounds like. Um, it, it's not like 
violent or combative. It's it's simply just like a, it a sound like, of, like, like something curse. bumping into something else. Yeah, that's that's kind of what you hear. Um, Does and that's it have like the, a rhythm to it, like somebody's like putting wood in place, or is it just like occasional bumps? Um, there is a, a pretty easy to pick out pattern. It's it's like footstep, 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 bump, footstep, 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 bump, footstep, oh. footstep, footstep. Ah. Um, and this is going on, and you can hear it. It's one of, also one of the areas where it's dim, but you can sort of get this little bit of light coming out. Um, and just the one set of footprints? It's all, the only one you hear. Yeah. Yeah. I, say, I only hear one set of footfalls. There's uh, almost like an automation to them. They're going back and forth and bumping into something, maybe a, a zombie or, or something under a, a creature's thrall, perhaps. Well, shall I begin my descent? I'll be right behind you. Pass that trace still active? No. No. Okay. I'd rather not fire it up again because it does take two key points and I yeah. only have three left. No problem. Alright, so you guys cool with Zeb going ahead on this then? Do you mind if I come with you at, say, ten feet behind? I don't mind. Okay, that's what I'll do. What are you two guys doing while they're doing that? Um, I'm just like keeping an eye out. I'm... I don't know if this is like me thinking this or Pavu, but Pavu's very much about watching the six. Mm-hmm. Like, this is very for like even for Pavu, who's like been all over the place doing all kinds of weird shit. Mm-hmm. This is like weird shit, and mm-hmm. I, I have this feeling that something is gonna jump out behind us. So Pavu's almost like walking backwards, like okay, right. Um, like, Uno, while um while they're going ahead. Spellux is going to linger back by you and sort of let you guys go do your sneaky thing. He's not a sneaky guy. Um, well, he's sneaky in a... In an underhand In way. a social way, not, yeah. in a, not in a stealthy way. Um, but he's going to have a, a little whispered conversation with you, mostly to fence some nervous energy. But um, he's going to point out the you know, the direction in which the ship is lined and, and the path of snow. It's not really represented there, but the path of snow it carved out when it landed and tell you... Um, you know, this is the direction we saw the flash of light come. We, we think the ship was traveling this way, and the flash of light was a weapon that went off and knocked it out of the sky. That's that's the best guess I can make. That's why I think the two are behind it. And he sort of points to a, a spot sort of eastward in the mountains where you guys are that, that he would expect there to be Duergar activity. So right about where the S in Spine of the Mount, or Spine of the Worlds is. Um, maybe a little north of that, where this valley sort of makes a, a, a natural crescent shape. Yeah, yeah. somewhere in there. Um but this is him living up to his end of the bargain. It's like this. This is this is what I said was going to be here. Yep. This, you know, I, this is my best guess at what's going on here. This is what I promised I'd give you, and I'm giving it to you. Um, for the worth, I didn't say it earlier, but Nine Tai won't step on the deck. He'll stand on the tentacle. That's probably smart. It's going to be loud with hooves on the clop, deck. Clop, yeah. yeah. All right. So the two of you that are going in, are you? You're making a stealthful entrance, I imagine. Here we go. Seventeen. Twenty-three. All right. Um. Both of those are sufficient. Cool. The um, the double doors are not locked, but it is going to take a strength uh, check to get them opened. I will mastermind assist you. Right. Sounds great. <laughs> just just smile and gesture to it like, yeah, yeah, you've yeah. got this, my friend. I totally don't. Here's a six and a two. Uh, it's not bad. Sixteen? Sixteen. The door opens, um, but the snow and ice accumulated around what constitute hinges kind of makes a, a bit of a creak you guys are being quiet this door is not cooperating fully but um you are fairly you keep it fairly muffled as muffled as you can get um inside this next chamber 
Um, and I'm going to pull up a map now so I can put it up on the screen so we have something to reference. Sure. Um, a map, hey, it's French. Whoa. So you are... Neat. You are down here from N1 going into N2. And you can immediately see the light is coming from all these doors around N3 have these uh, bioluminescent spheres in them that are providing light, and it's sort of spilling out from these doorways into this room here. Um, the sound you are hearing is there is a Goliath in this room that um, he's so, you know he's dressed in like warm furs, like he's been outside. Although you notice when you step in here, like it is warm. Something is keeping the interior of the ship warm. Not like hot, but it's probably about fifty degrees in here, which mm-hmm. is much warmer than the outside air. And he's in the process of moving boxes around this cargo hold um, with the obvious vacant stare of either a zombie or somebody who's a mental thrall. Um, Are you all got dispel magic? I do now, because I had a, I had a mm-hmm. rest. Um, and he, you, he wouldn't notice you even if he was awake, but he, you don't know if he'd react even if he did notice you now, because his, he's locked in on his task here. Rather um, not anger a possible zombie Goliath if we can avoid it. <laughs> yeah, probably smart. Um, there is a stairwell going up here that will bring you up to this deck. And if nothing else catches our eye here. Quick question. Him. Yeah. Um, you mentioned there was a lot of snow drift in the way that we had to kind of push out of the way to open the doors. Mm. Um, in this snow drift, I'm on another crack at this. Uh, do I see any goblin-sized footprints in those snow? Okay, go ahead. Give me a roll. Something about this seems weird. And when you saw 28. Set of 28 is good. Um... So you've traveled with Spellix long enough to know the difference between goblin-sized and gnome-sized footprints. They're similar, but different. And these are definitely not goblin. They are gnome. So when he said we went and explored the ship, he wasn't talking about him and his goblin friends. He was talking about him and his original gnome friends who were all dead. Well, he specifically said they didn't go on board the ship. They collected debris from outside. They were too, too cautious about going on the ship. The ship freaked them out. And, I mean, you can see why. This fucking guy. <laughs> but we know that there is a gnome who needs to get his eggs into space. <laughs> his biological clock is ticking. <laughs> <laughs> How the gnome got his eggs back. <laughs> an, IV, an IFV story. <laughs> um, so, this is what you see in the room. Uh, you can decide on a course of action. We're going to pop back to Pavu and Una. Are you guys doing anything while they're entering um, the room? I'm going to, like, is there, like, anything to be found on the, this, the, this area? The, uh. Deck? The, the, uh. The big deck. And one. And one. No, it appears the only thing on the deck is this ballista that's iced over. Iced over. Okay, like, I'm going to, what I need to roll, like, if it's iced over, like, it hasn't been used recently. Yeah, it's, it's definitely covered in a layer of ice and snow that implies that it's been sitting dormant for a long time. Um, alright, I'm gonna not call, but like whisper, call out to Una and Spellux and be like, Oh, time to uh, go inside, friends? Maybe we go inside the ship now? Maybe Spellux, uh, you get to see inside the ship and is not so scary as you think it is. I don't know, it looks plenty scary. If I... it wasn't scary, they wouldn't be moving so quiet. I think, no, that is their natural 
It's just, just how they are. Don't mention it. They're kind of sensitive subjects. <laughs> but just, you know, let's let's all go in together because um, think about it this way. If we left you out here alone and something came along, what would happen to you? Well, it does look warmer in there. All right, if you want to go in, I'll go in with you. In we go. Una, are you doing all right? I'm really hungry. Okay. Looks like Pete's back on the menu, boys. Um, so, as you all uh, approach uh, the cargo hold, I got a little bit more flavor text for you. Um, attached to this, the walls of this chamber are a set of chains and manacles designed to hold a creature. Uh, staircase rises to the next deck, and amid crates and barrels and broken equipment, moving among the detritus is a creature, uh, a goliath with a vacant expression. Um... And beyond are doorways illuminated by bioluminescent spheres. Now, with our banging stealths, mm-hmm. can I poke my head around that corner enough to take a look in those rooms and see if there's anything in there besides the spheres? Uh, I'll help with that. What, okay. Um, yeah, if you want to make an assisted stealth check. What was your stealth already? 23. 23. Yeah, I'll allow you to keep that. You haven't been discovered, so I don't see why it would change. Um, although, if you guys are entering the room, you guys need to make stealth checks as well. Ooh, not, oh, 21. 21's pretty good. Ugh, that's still pretty good, though. Um, Spell it says an 8 on the die. It is a 15. 15. Um, Damn, we're just wasting all our crits. <laughs> yeah. So, you guys you guys enter fairly quietly, but Spellix, like, there's a moment where, like, Spellix just times his entry into the room wrong, just as the Goliath is turning around and carrying a crate, and there is a moment where you're absolutely sure that this Goliath is looking right at Spellix, and Spellix is just caught out in the open. And the Goliath has literally no reaction to him whatsoever, walks right past him like as close as me to you, and just continues shifting boxes throughout the cargo hold. Okay. You're gonna just walk right next to Spellix and just drop the crate right on him. Fuck that guy. That's Hoovy. Coos, you're gonna sneak over and look in the uh, N3 rooms over here? Yeah, I just wanna take a quick poke in there. Okay. Um, each of these rooms is uh, a small chamber like this, lit by an overhead bioluminescent sphere giving off this pink light. Underneath each, you'll recognize um, three of these eggs, these pod-shaped eggs that they uh, that you opened in your basement. Uh, is um, there... One is vacant. Yeah. The other three are full. Um, is there heat coming from these spheres? Uh, no, the light appears to not emit any heat. So the heat is not coming from these? No. Okay. I mean, it's also a ship made out of flesh, so... Yeah. Partially, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, that's... Now that I've got the skinny of this room, but uh, I think it's time to go upstairs. <laughs> All right. Um, let me read ahead just a tab. Just one quick thing, by the way. Does yes. the Goliath appear to be alive? Is he breathing? Yes. Uh, he is breathing. Notably, he is sweating. Okay. He doesn't have any, like, holes in him? Okay. Uh, no damage that you can okay. detect? Does he look exhausted? Um, no, he just, he just looks like he's wearing his warm weather outside clothes inside. Okay. Which would be uncharacteristic of a Goliath right. who knows better. He's so. got that expression on his face that I do at work when I want people to think I'm doing stuff, and I'm just like, nice. Well done. Uh, okay, and Una has not expressed her hunger to Zev, so Zev doesn't say anything yet, but I have I have an idea. All right, so. I have bad. a couple ideas. So you're going to eat all the eggs? You travel up the stairs to the middle decks to end four. Um, this middle deck has an open cowl. Mounted to the deck is a forward-facing ballista. The walls are lined with ballista bolts waiting to be used. Uh, when it says it has an open cowl, if you look at the profile shot here, 
this middle deck is uh, just open air out the front. So the so where the ballista is, so like three squares in or so. Yeah. And there's like a there's like little pointy things there. I think that show like where the overhang ends. Yeah. Like next to the ballista bolt. Yep. Oh yeah. And then you can see that on the profile shot, there's a wall here. That is this wall here between N four and N five. Yeah, and it's slanted. Weird. This is a great map. This is a really well designed map. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks. I didn't make it. I bought it. <laughs> I figured. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. Thank you for spending money on that. Yeah, no problem. It's probably five bucks on RPG. Drinking. Actually, this is this is straight out of the book. Oh, cool. Yeah, and it was zero dollars. Yeah, zero straight out of book. <laughs> Booked him. So that's what you're looking at there. All right, I believe that we need to um, see the rest of the ship, right? Yeah, so it's, this empty space is worth no good. Um, it's, just, it's just basically a a, uh, a gunnery deck. Yes, yeah. The pink tentacles, which so they're coming out of the hull. So yes. where what? Level are they? Any right up here. You cool. can easily identify it from you know now that you've seen what the interior is. It does help yeah, that, that, that feels like boss boss yep. level. Yeah. So yeah. A boss fight. <laughs> I'd like to uh, take advantage of the system because I'm a rogue. Yes. Um, I'd like Coos to be opening the doors, and I will have a ready action with an arrow to shoot any monstrous thing that happens to. I think that's a good idea. Come upon us. There's so, just a, a save spot next to the staircase. And yep. Yeah. Oh, shit. You're good. You're good. A bunch of healing it's the items. The typewriter from Resident Evil Four. <laughs> On a relevant uh, question for mm-hmm. these doors. Do they push in? Do they open out? Ah, uh, let me see the answer to that. Um, they slide. I think up they're, like I think they're orifices that just slide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, I, I, think I think they're yeah. sphincters. They're like buttholes that dilate. Yeah. We're literally we're walking through a giant uh, Dorossi. <laughs> well, it's a Bodossi. <laughs> <laughs> or you brought this upon yourself. Fuck yeah. you. Yeah, but like this if you're your gonna fault. do it, you could do it right at least. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, you're doing an incorrect Dossie. Yeah, yeah it's, it's right in the Entrussi. Yeah, that. Put the words out of my mouth. <laughs> right into the entrusty. <laughs> Josh is mad that I took the words out of his entrusty. <laughs> Alright. Um, so, Zev is preparing a, a held action to fire upon hostile monsters, and Koos is going to open the door. Like, if he opens that door and there's something that comes and attacks him, I'm going to shoot it as my ready action. Yeah, the, uh, the doors downstairs to get into the cargo hold were regular old mechanical doors. Um, the doors to the uh, birthing pods, for lack of a better term, um, are all these Taurusies, but they were all already dilated, so you didn't need to activate them. Awesome. Um, I'm going to make this as uncomfortable Please as possible keep going, yes. for the yeah, rest they, of they my life. They already huffed all the poppers, so they're nice and loose. <laughs> so this door from N, into N5 is a, uh, is a slam-shut sphincter um, that you think might react if you were to lay a hand upon it. Excellent. Tickle it. Yep, tickle it. <laughs> Don't forget to cup the balls. Um, what are the two of you, Goofy? Hey, Goofy Grape over there, what are I'm you doing? I'm good, I'm good. <laughs> um, I'm trying not to look at the anus. Uh, it's winking at you. <laughs> That's blowing you kisses. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I guess I'm like I'm still making my way up the stairs. I've got an eye on Una. I've got an eye on Spellix. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, I'm. I'm just like, I'm keeping an eye out. I'm like waiting for that Goliath to like wake the fuck up and come up here. I'm waiting for the Illithid to jump out and be like, Naha, "Hello, Mister Bond." Like, you know, I'm, <laughs> yep. I'm. I'm just on the highest of alerts that I could possibly be. Right. Do we have to harvest ninety-nine souls? <laughs> that sphincter is the second tightest sphincter on this boat because you are so clenched. Spellix is also very clenched. Pavu is not very comfortable around things that he's not seen. Pavu's seen a lot of shit, and this is like. Pavu's a diamond mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so are, are you guys declaring held actions like Zev is, or are you just going to wait and see what happens? I'm going to... 
Yeah, if anything jumps out, I'm going to run up to it and punch it. Like, that's okay. what I'm going to do. All right, and are you opening the door? With gloved hands. With, okay. Um, gloved. Because it's fucking cold outside. With a... Um, with a mighty thrust. <laughs> with a with a gentle gentle flick. Um, <laughs> flick it a wrist. <laughs> it, you open the door to N5. Uh, I have more flavor text. Crystals protrude from the chitinous ceiling of this oddly shaped room. Some of the crystals are lit, and others are flickering or burnt out. Plates of chitin have been pried loose from the walls in places, exposing cavities filled with tangled masses of black tubes. Scattered across the floor are, are unusual-looking tools. Um, in these places where the wall panels have been pulled away to expose the black, gooey tubes that make up the insides of this ship, there is what you would recognize as a variation of an illithid. It looks very illithid in its shape, but it is um, longer with ganglier tentacles, but shorter of body. And it is also notably not walking, it is levitating around the room. Um, this is a variation of uh, illithid that you are not familiar with from being in the Underdark. Right. Um, you are being very quiet. Your stealth rolls have been banging thus far. This thing does not appear to have noticed you at the moment. Is it like, is it possibly like an illithid that previously was something that was not an illithid? Like a gnome that became an this illithid. Is, this is not something that Pavu is saying. This is like maybe the inner voice of some smarter character in the campaign. Yes. <laughs> I will say that's absolutely possible. Yes. Okay. It's so hard playing someone so stupid. <laughs> I was just just hiding in the stairway there, like arrow arrow pointed, looking at you, just like. I'm giving you an expression like, you're the one who does elephants. <laughs> talk away, talk you lady. <laughs> she, ca- she calls you back then to s- and does a sign like, sorry, to switch places. You you be the ready action. Change guy. places! <laughs> um, I will uh, I will actually step out to the open prow and I will wave Nyantai to come in the boat. Okay. Um, as soon as Nyantai gets in the boat, it's, it, stealth is pretty much out the window. Is that usually like, what you want to do? Uh, he's going to probably what, disadvantage or whatever. I would like to whisper to the party before I go, though. Do you want me to talk with this thing? Give it a shot. Shoot it. Shoot Ally. Oh, it'll make you shoot Ally. That's probably bad. Don't do not do the thing I said. Um, <laughs> don't. I got one vote for shoot, two votes for try to talking to it. I, so. I say give it a shot on talking and then just be prepared to bail on it really quick. Okay. Um, nine tie, for what it's worth, I'm assuming he can walk into the, the cargo bay without alerting the Goliath because Goliath didn't give a shit about Spellix. True. So I want him to basically get to the top of the stairs. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, I'll say that's definitely doable. Although um, you probably want to time the talking with the goat arriving because it's going to be, you know. Yeah, clock, clock, clock. Yeah. Um, or do we want to explore this place for the, for the upstairs and then talk to this thing? There's a big pair of tentacles upstairs, and I'm worried about that. Yeah. Uh-huh. But we're on, the, we're on the safe side of the tentacles. We're on the penultimate deck. Yes. Yep. And the way from us to the ultimate deck is either outside through tentacles or inside through this guy. No, it's not through the no, tentacles. No, no, no the, the stairs, stairs go straight up. Stairs up and down. You can oh, go, yeah, you're right, go up, right. up another floor if you want. Um, is is that little, uh, where it's kind of like pink um, near N8, That is that windows? Like an observation know. kind of deck? Because it, it, it gives me the That's illusion the of that where the, where the command deck is, yeah, right? Because I mean, there's like a... If you look at the, the map, the side view, that's yeah. the exposed part. That line is just designating what's outdoors. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. don't know if it was like a. 
No, I, I'll, I'll show you what we're talking about. Yeah. So they're looking at this pink line here with the door that leads out to yeah. N8. N8 is outdoors. This is an right. observation okay. deck. Um, this pink line, I don't think it's see-through. I think this is just a wall, but it's made of flesh. Um, on the cutaway, there's a, um, a clear... Yes. Yeah, I think it's probably yeah, windows. That, that, yeah. that, that, clear, deck, so. yeah. that clear line is this wall here. Okay. But if it's not windows, it's just like transparent, like viscera. Mucus. Like like a bat wing pulled it, too tight. If you guys want Zep to take the lead on this investigation, she'll say for you two and Spellux to, to stay put, that is uh, Una and Pavu, uh, Kus and I will take advantage of our bang and stealth and uh, explore it's this last level. Because yeah. it's better to have all the information before mm -hmm. going into the speed. I forgot there was interior stairs to it. I agree with that. That's a good idea. All right, so you want to scout out the rest? Yeah, I'm still on level two waiting for, like, okay. pole over here to wake up. And I will gently flick the door closed. Okay. Um, in case the guy notices that it's open suddenly. And it does make a wet, like... So, awesome. Um, I'm glad that happened. I hate yes. how wet this campaign is. Oh god, it's only gonna get wetter. It's in the snow. Yeah, this is a pretty moist campaign. <laughs> it's about as moist as a fucking caption zone. I'm damp right Stranger now. Things. <laughs> Squelched wetly. Opens wetly. Mm. <laughs> wetly turns. I, I will take a peek in N7. Alright. Um, I think Kaylee's gonna barf. Suspended from the ceiling of this high-domed chamber is a complex lattice of bioluminescent jellyfish that yeah. use the glowing tips of their tendrils to form constellations. Same. A high-backed chair with short armrests capped with a sparkly blue crystal orb tilts up forward towards the display. A panel on the starboard wall lies open, exposing a pulsing tendril of flesh embedded within the crystal uh, shards. In this chair that I described is another one of these uh, short-bodied uh, illithid um, that uh, you. What was your stealth roll again? Was it very, very I high? seventeen. Seventeen. Uh, he'll give a roll to see if he can fix it. Eighteen, I think. But his roll is seventeen this time. His okay. His roll is poor anyway. Um, he appears to be um, uh, looking up at these star constellations that the jellyfish are making and uh, is in somewhat of a trance, um, using his mental abilities to project himself elsewhere. Cool. Uh, that is all for N7. Uh, N8 is the observation deck. You can see the outside through yeah. the open sphincter hole. And then there's a door, a traditional door, into N9. I guess I'll look in the N9 door. Yeah, do you want to check it for traps and I'll slide it open? I will check, I'll check for traps. Thank you for reminding me that I can do that. <laughs> so, um, investigation. Yes, go ahead. <laughs> 19 to look for traps. Okay. Um, 19 is sufficient to find the... So it's, it's not a traditional trap, it's more of an effect. Um, but you're able to spot it, because 19's pretty good. Okay. Um, there are... Um, there are, like, mechanical gizmos, I guess is the best way to describe them, that are mounted on the walls with, like, oscillating crystals, and they are panning over the room like a security camera would. Um, they have not spotted you, you think your stealth is too good, but you're afraid that if you go into the room, one of them might detect you, and you're not sure the method in which it detects people. It might be psionic. It might yeah. be, you know. Zev will give a quiet start and then uh, head back to. Yeah. And just, and just like, I think they have surveillance set up. Um, okay, let's let's rejoin the group downstairs so we can have a little chat. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
uh, your your stealth is sufficient to get you down there without making another roll. Stealth back to like N one or N two and have a chat there. Or yeah, do you want to hang on an N four because it's like a nice middle spot. I think yeah, N four near the ballistas is going to be out in the wind, so it'll be a lot noisier, and we don't yeah. have to worry about yeah. being heard. Um, all right, so yeah, this is now a, a table talk for in character and out of character. What do you guys want to do? I have a theory, uh, and I don't know if it is anything or not, but um, I am concerned that one of the Trancy boys is actually the person controlling the Goliath. Is that a concern that anybody else has? Yes. Okay. I would say that is a valid concern. I also, uh, I have concerns that this is not Illithids that uh, Zeb is familiar with. No, I've never seen anything like this. Having seen Illithids before and being able to tell us, and I'm sure you've mentioned it a few times, Illithids are taller than this. That's weird. Uh, Are they about gnome height or are they somewhere in between human and gnome? They're Body is gnomish in sort of, I don't want to say shape, but size. Um, clearly, whatever process makes the illithids has sort of like made them very thin, where gnomes are normally traditionally stocky, so they look kind of like almost stretched emaciated out. and stretched out. Mm-hmm. And then where it really shows is the tentacles, which on a normal illithid maybe hang about as long as a beard, are like you saw on the baby version of this, nearly dra- dragging on the damn floor. It also has, like, long, spindly fingers, like salad fingers. Nice. And, um, because it's, um, <laughs> because it looks like after years of using Levitate instead of walking on its proper feet, mm. its its feet are just sort of hanging dead with long, dangly, tendril toes. No one's of feet. No yeah. one skips leg day like that. Ethereal's <laughs> yeah, an XCOM oh, kind so of wilted. Yeah, kind of like that. That is really cool. Um, Hey guys, hey guys, it's me, Pavel. I want to talk to you do, about premarital sex. Do we think sex. that like should we be breathing in here? Is this like an airborne thing, like COVID nineteen? <laughs> <laughs> like I like, are we gonna turn into this if we are here? That's a valid Zeb, question. Zeb begins to wonder. Hmm. I like there's there's her, not even she's a check she's very she, she's big brain so she's like that would be fascinating. The Goliath downstairs doesn't seem to be growing tentacles. Okay, so I'm safe. Likely Great. they've taken control of him using their powers. Thank goodness none of us are gnomes. I look at Spellix. We could easily dispatch that Goliath if we believe he's a threat to us. <sighs> we do not know these things his positions, particularly because we have not come with the egg. So we might just be simple minds for them to dominate. I am still willing to talk with them. I have spoken with governments and nations, and even with noble houses. How much worse could these things be? Quite a bit more violent. Um, Let's make sure that we take up defensive positions and prepare ourselves for an inevitable combat. I don't feel comfortable just killing them without saying something. Something. You were comfortable <laughs> enough to murder the baby like a minute ago. <laughs> Jesus, Quispola. I did not try to murder the baby. That was Sai. <laughs> that baby's probably dead by now. Some good gas. That right was Nikolau. Fuck that guy. <laughs> um, yes, ma'am. Out of character question. Yeah. Um, as someone of a warlocky slant, mm-hmm. can I talk to my patron or is that something I have to do on a rest or that's not been traditionally part of your patron relationship okay. um, you could try to commune I would like to hear how, what your plan is to do that because I may allow it if you have a reasonable method of doing so but up till now you have not been overly talky with your patron you're not really trying to do that Yes, sir. I could suggest something for that if you like 
and see if Kay mm-hmm. thinks it's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Maybe in the process of devouring a humanoid, that, during that feasting period is when you could perhaps have a communique. Uh, so that is the connection. So we have a spirit humanoid. Response. I don't know what your patron is, but that's I... just that just came to my mind. You could also have a Goliath burger with extra cheese. There's one wandering around the poop deck. <laughs> Yeah. Crunchy thing. While we think, while you we think, the Spellix, is right. we've agreed that Spellix is like a bad guy, right? No, I, I don't think we have. I think Spellix is guilty of a lot of horrible crimes, but I think he is um, an opportunist and a con man and kind of a shitbag. But he's not. He wasn't intentionally hurting people. He was genuinely trying to prevent goblets from hurting people and had to make a compromise that was gross. And whether or not you believe him is up to you. He does lie a lot, but he has said that. Um, you know, he did what he could, you know, even though he was preying on traitors and, and robbing people, he did what he could to keep the go- the goblins from doing the usual goblin thing of killing everybody and taking everything. It was more of just highway robbery and then we go back. He, If you read between the lines, he was teaching them the, um, the nature of having a repetitive business model where the traitors, if you leave them alive, will come back with more stuff, yep. which is a difficult lesson for goblins to learn. But it also means more living traitors, which probably a good thing. Um, he's definitely not a good guy. But he's not a bloodthirsty monster either. He yeah, made, that's Una. <laughs> Sorry. He made a compromise that uh, sacrifices morals for his own personal safety, which... So, I think uh, you're going to let Zev go and try and make contact, right? First contact. All right. And and you guys are all going to take posi- defensive positions in case this turns into a fight? I think mm-hmm. so. Okay. And Zev, you've seen two of these things now. Which one do you want to approach? I'll do Detect Magic before I go. Okay. Them. All right. I'll cast um, that somewhere where they can't hear. Okay. Um, I'm always not sure how it works with illithids. As far as I know, they don't do arcane. Really, that's not their thing. Right? Everything a is psionic. Specific kind of illithid that does, and if it's not that specific kind, then it's not. Okay. Yeah, then uh, yeah. It, if you want, you could just say that I'm detecting psionic energy, but, but with like no particular reference as to what it could be doing. Yeah. Um, so it's it's kind of like I'm not sure if it'll help you or not, but like. You're not picking up magic, which you'd be able to determine a school for. You're picking up psionic energy, and it's so pervasive throughout this whole ship. Like, this is what keeps it going. Everything radiates. Yeah, like having an oxygen sensor. (laughs) Just doing it as a precaution, in Um, case there's something something specific going on that you can identify. If you get that far, like, you would definitely notice a concentration coming from the one that appears to be in a trance. Like, he is flexing his psionic muscles, whereas the other one is using his psionics to move him about the room. Um, and to move tools and bring him tools, but um, he's more focused on doing mechanical jobs, like trying to fix the ship. All right, and are we talking the N5 floaty boy? N5 floaty boy? All right, you're getting the thumbs up. Sounds okay. like it. Uh, all right, Zev reluctantly goes in and uh, hopes that this... What, one day, sure, through sheer brute force, a diplomatic mission will go well. <laughs> no, all right, we'll roll your character. Here. Uh... All right, so she will just put on her best, her best uh, ambassador face. Fix her hair as well as she can. It's probably all tangled and long now from being in the wilderness so mm. much. But she, damn it, she tries. <laughs> um, and it's also probably really long at this point. But yeah, she goes on in. Okay. Uh, and just, uh, you know, g- gently opens the the, uh, the sphincter, um, and. And in, uh, nice, and in, uh, and and with a with a generous bow, uh, announces your presence. Um, do I have to announce your presence? 
esteemed crew of the Nautilus ship, I am Zevian Fay Branch, and I have come to ask for counsel and to see if we can offer any aid. We have received messages from this location. Um, and this... I'll agree in Undercommon, too, to mm. begin with. Okay. Um, this being sort of like pivots in midair, because it's levitating, obviously, and um, regards you with the black, shark-eyed stare. Cool. Um, <laughs> Love it. <laughs> and says, uh, out loud, in common, uh, Undercommon, you, you said Undercommon, right? Yeah. Um, Actually, it doesn't... Okay, it doesn't speak on our... It's going to reply to you telepathically. So in your mind, in the language of telepaths, you hear um, his wet, uncomfortable voice invade your thoughts. Stop! No, no. Um, Yeah, if if your brain was a series of tubes, this is like forcing gel through them. Um, (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Oh, you got Um, her. Look at that. (laughs) I love it. Like putting Kai's cheese through a colander. (laughs) Delightful. Um, I was thinking of like, it's the same feeling of putting your hand in a bowl full of jello and making a fist, except in your brain. It wouldn't be her first time talking with an illithid, but it's still not, it's Mm -hmm. no less comfortable. And it will, uh, it will greet you in such a way and say, uh, um, of all the beings I expected to receive our distress beacon, a drow would not have been my first guess. Dreams are not something I believe your race does particularly well. We live in strange times. Might I ask your name? You may call me Dredovex. Dredovex, it is a pleasure. I believe we may be helpful to one another. How came to you to be in your situation? Our life support system was damaged in the crash, and it is failing. Our ceramorph pods will soon run out of heat and brain matter, and our mission here will fail if we do not get off this planet. Zef nods. What caused your crash? We were fired upon by a radiant weapon based on the ground, fired up through the clouds. Normally our ship maintains a certain level of stealth, but we encountered something in the glacier that threw our ship into haywire and must have made us visible to our attackers. Are we having this all mentally, by the way? Yes, you're going back so and forth. So it set, sets up a two-way communique. Cool. Yeah, yeah. All right, just want to make sure. Yep. Uh, all right. Did you identify any of your assailants? No. The attack was a singular beam of light It hit us along the port side of our ship and frustrated our propulsion system. We tried to set it down, but we're met by rocky outcroppings at every turn. I believe then we arrive at how we may help one another. I have an idea as to the identity of who has put you in this situation. You see, I am not the only denizen of the Underdark to make her way up here. There are others, Not not of my people, of course. But of, the, but of those who dwell in Gracklestu, you may know them as Durgar. Ah, the slaves freed themselves and now fire upon us with weapons. It would follow. Indeed, they have brought quite a force up here. Are you familiar with the, with the clan Sunblight? No, this is not my home planet, and I don't trouble myself with its slave populations. I see. Would you seek retribution upon what they have done? Perhaps you might enlist them as servants to help repair 
your ship. A very fitting fate for what they have done. My mission is to the Ceramorph Pods. Retribution factors not into it. However, I would lend... I would render aid to you in exchange for helping us get this ship off the ground again. And what may, what might I and any allies... I've made many allies in my travels here in the Ten Towns. What services might I provide? He gestures to these um, crystals that are dangling from the ceiling. Some of them are sort of flickering like a fluorescent, fluorescent light. Others are just burnt out completely, and you can see, like, literally blackened from the inside. And he says, these crystals represent the ability of our ship to fly. And many were broken in the attack. Uh, if I can get but one Psy crystal, I could get the ship moving again. But the Psy crystals are difficult for us to get to. Because they grow within our brains. That would indeed pose a challenge, Zev thinks back. Uh, now she's trying to think of where she might have found crystals like this before. Seems like maybe the rest of the party has an idea on that. Uh, can I make a history check to try to remember? <laughs> you may. Chardolin would be my first guess. Second guess would be... Um, That's 17 history. 17 history. Um, you have a illithid skull in your possession. I do. It's yeah. in my inventory. Yeah. Um, and But I, I never saw crystals in it, did I? You never looked in it. That's true. I don't I often... Get... I never opened my skull. <laughs> uh, it's like I gave you a treasure chest. You're just like, yeah, it's like I gave you a treasure chest. You're like, cool box. <laughs> and, and, and just to... This is probably far-fetched, but mm. I think Ben Benedict makes a good point. The crystals we saw, they were not Charlin, right? No. No, they are just regular crystals. Do okay. we think that like Shardolin could be a replacement for that? Um, Boy, that'd be convenient. Get the Shardolin off the planet. And then oh have God, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, these are these are scientific musings beyond your comprehension. Great. So, okay. Um, well, the, then Zev will first first remember. Would any substitutions suit for the crystals that you currently use? Not without ex extensive retrofitting of our systems, which we are not prepared to make here. Very well. And what do you offer in exchange, should I bring you one of these crystals? You have reason to disagree with these slave dwarves? They have proven quite a thorn in the side of many who wish to make their lives prosperous here in Icewind Dale. I believe they would prove inimical to the peace that we currently enjoy. And they're certainly not helping the weather situation. Mm. In other words, yes. They are our enemies. He, um... His gesture with a hand, you know, putting his hand up in the universal sign of peace. And then pull back the outermost layer of his garments, and on his belt, he has holstered a laser pistol. You don't recognize what it is, but it is a laser pistol. And he gestures to it and says, I can offer armaments. For those listening, I am spazzing out with glory. <laughs> We're about to get guns. Thought of this. Um, this is I, a, I've never seen such a t such a piece of technology. Would you tell me more? It is a energy projectile weapon. I can show you how it works and offer you several to outfit whatever members of your war band you see fit. Why, yes. Surely the Duergar... The Duergar creations would pale in comparison to this. A most generous offer. 
This is mostly a scientific and exploration vessel and a birthing pod. We are not warriors and seek not to get involved. But we have certain armaments that we can offer you in exchange for a Psy Crystal if you were to have one. Very good. And and Zeb is now takes a moment to think of how to phrase this. Um, and are all are there any other items that may re- require recovery for your ship? Birthing pod does does sound like a very serious operation. During the crash, one was ejected from the room in which it was held. We searched the surrounding areas, but we could not locate it. Would you offer re- Would you offer reward for its recovery? in addition to the armaments. Yes, but its recovery must happen in the next 10 day. We fear that the life life support systems will fail before then if we are not flying. Indeed. And what would you offer? What would you have? She's looking about, I'm afraid, and what's his name again? Dread of X. Dread of X, I forgot to write it down, thank you. Yep. Dread of X, I'm afraid you find me at a disadvantage. I am familiar with your culture as it stands beneath the beneath the surface as we see here. To travel the stars is beyond me. I would ask for your edification. Perhaps information. Perhaps hmm. You could offer us if you have any further thralls, such as the one I observed on the way up here, perhaps one of those to aid us in our journeys that you could spare. Who would obey our commands? But I am open when, to suggestion. When you return the birthing pod to me, bring me a living Durgar. I will invade his thoughts, and I can bring him to his home, walk you through, count the number of dwarves, count the rooms and doors, show you how to get in and get out through the eyes of a slave. That is fucking awesome. Do, this, that- do this for me, and you will have everything you need to get your revenge on those that crippled our ship. Zev smiles. This is pleasing to hear. I am glad we were able to have this conversation. And it is now, as a sign of good faith, before I do this, I wish to, to assure you that I have a network of information at my disposal. I have been busy during my time here, and I believe I can find this egg of yours. With that being said, it so happens that in my resourcefulness, I have discovered a possible source that may contain what you are looking for. And she will... Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, open up my robe. <laughs> she will... Um, Man, that drum is hot. She, she, will care, she will carefully pull out the illithid skull. I assure you he was not slain by my hand, but it was discovered by my hand. Um, if you're offering it, then he'll use telepathy to pull it towards him. Um, hold it up in front of his face, you know, with, with telepathy and spin it around. And... Um, I agree with your estimation. This skull has been buried in the earth for quite some time and or tilts it and like dust falls out of like the, the ear hole. Um, and you can hear now the rattle of the crystal inside. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are, if you are offering this to me, then the first part of our trade will be complete and I can give you weapons. She bows. I accept these terms. When you bring the dwarf and the egg to me, the second part of our transaction tr- transaction will be complete, and we will leave this place. Indeed. And if a living dwarf cannot be recovered, perhaps in the meantime, if I should find this within a ten day and bring it to you, another reward could be offered. We will have time to think on that. While you're having this conversation, Una, what are you doing? 
Um, Una is sort of like pacing a little bit, mm-hmm. trying not to go too far, but just basically doing anything to not stand still. Because if she stands still, she starts thinking about stuff. Food, yeah. <laughs> and are you down on the lower deck, or? Yeah, she's probably standing with uh, Pabu. Yeah, I'm on the N four. And four deck? deck, yeah. I'm like waiting outside okay. for Zev to scream when Tentacle Boy violates her. <laughs> uh, is anybody upstairs in like N seven area? No, I'm hanging out with Zev. Right, cool. um, can I get perception checks from everybody who's not Zev, I, including I'll throw one for Spox. I'll throw one for Nine. Seventeen. Spox is a fifteen. I got a twenty. Nine ties a twenty one. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and you got a sixty nine. Eight. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I just assume because Josh and I feel like you should get special powers for that. Do you? Like rolling a 69. (laughs) Um, (laughs) She's underage, dude. Oh my god. Yeah, Pavu, keep it in your own. It's like the shit and crit. You know, like you only get so many chances to roll cool things like that. Um, For most of you who aren't Una, Una's sort of lost in her own thoughts. Um, You do hear the faint sound of a, a beeping, mechanical beep panel going off in N7. Okay. Um, nothing that seems too alarming. Uh, you don't notice any change in your. You don't. You don't hear because you're busy braining. I have mind gelatin in me, so yeah, yeah. Um, but you don't notice any change in your. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's basically the same. It's just a beep. I am ready um, to receive the knowledge of how to operate these firearms. Uh, and he will show you. He's um he's going to outfit you with. Well, he's go- going to ask how many in your warband. Six. Okay. Um, I. I will state that there are six, yeah. Because okay. that's how that's six. That's how many. Alright. Um, nine tie now that Paul's not <laughs> Do you have any goat mounted weapons? Um, <laughs> Yo, like a goat mounted like <laughs> a goatling gun? Yes! I give you oh, inspiration. Yeah, I give you inspiration too. <laughs> I have a thought in my chair. It's a sea bass with a laser beam on its freaking head. <laughs> um it's a very angry sea bass. Um but people take what you can spare. Uh, he, defense is important as well. Yep. Uh, he will offer you three laser pistols, three laser rifles. Um, the laser pistols have 15 shots. The laser rifles have 30 shots. They operate on an energy cell that can't be replaced. After you fire your shots, That's those fine. weapons are gone. After you shoot your shot, you're yep. done. Yep. That's um, fine. I'm write the these fuck? down. Uh, you are given the knowledge on how to use these things, meaning if you... Um, yeah, he's going to he's going to impart knowledge on these particular weapons until you run out of juice on these specific weapons. You may fire them with proficiency. Fuck yes, weapons. Cool. And then as soon as the weapon runs dry, you no longer have proficiency in laser weapons. All right, and uh, fun numbers, range, and damage. Oh, let me pull them up for you. Between radiant damage. Uh yeah, I think so. Yeah, let's get the stats on these. Really good for killing zombies. Yeah, what's the D the D roll? Oh, the D? The big you want to know the what's D now? The, yeah, what's the D? I want to know the D, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Kaylee, were you just pantomiming get, for like 19 inches? Of D? <laughs> it's a rifle. Yeah, it's a big yeah, D. It's a lot of D. I gotta say, the uh, thought, thought of Zevian with a fucking la- with an illithid laser rifle is uh, <laughs> the best thing right now. Well, that yeah. means right, that there's a head. Spelljammer spin off of the giant spectral boner right. going on right now. If you, for the, the laser pistol, uh, it has a range of 4120. Okay. Uh, it has the reload properly, which won't apply to you because you can't reload it. 
Um, it does 3d6 radiant damage. And it <laughs> 3d6 uh, radiant. Plus dex or no? Uh, nope, 3d6 radiant straight up. That's fine. Plus nothing. Okay. Well, plus your proficiency. Uh, no, not for damage. Oh, right, not for damage. Right, 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 right. And the L rifle. Laser rifle. Not how I expected today to go. <laughs> right? Uh, has a range of 100, 300. Whoa. Uh, the reload and the two-handed properties. It weighs 7 pounds, and it does 3d8 radiant damage. Pretty spicy. So, sorry, damage again? 3d8. You should have one. Yeah, we absolutely are giving yeah. Una, like, brap brap abilities. <laughs> like. But also, like, all of my spells hit from a million feet away, so, yeah. like... You already are a laser cannon. Mm-hmm. However, a laser rifle doing 3d8 is a lot better than two beams that do 1d8 each. 1d10. Oh, they're going to do 10 now. Oh, maybe that's not better. That's pretty good. Yeah. Might as well have it. I yeah. can sneak attack yeah, with a laser rifle. You definitely can. <laughs> yeah. Take the shot. Yeah. Uh, I would say um, I would like to have a rifle because I don't have a ranged weapon that's any good. Can I, I, just can't, I can't picture Goose Bulad like the like the Sherpa guide with the stick and the furs no. with a laser <laughs> rifle. Yes. Right, no here, here's what I would suggest. Yeah. Think about Dune. Yeah. But instead of sand, it's snow. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm there. I'm there already. you go. That's me. Yep. So you're a Fremen? Oh, yeah. A snowman. I'm, I'm Fremen. A snowman? A snowman. A snowman. <laughs> the snow must flow. The Mwadib. Yeah. The snow. <laughs> oh, Mwadib's nuts. The Unfortunately, you killed your moonworms. They were right outside. They were oh, trying to make fuck. friends with you. I'm just imagining Kuzbalad with the uh, the red uh, deer hunter hat. Oh, yes. <laughs> Be careful um, what these, guys, these guys have attire, like clothing. Uh, they they wear like the traditional um, sort of purple Spider on black illithid robes, um, but they're uh, a little more like the bottoms are a little more flowy because of their long dangly feet. Mm. Um, and obviously the top parts are truncated because they're shorter bodied. Would one of them fit me? No, it's for gnome sized bodies. Uh, it's only gnome sized. Yeah. Okay. We could dress up Spellix and tell people that he's you. Um, Spellic ha- has used uh, Silent Image to make a convincing disguise before. That is actually a very valid point. If we ever have a need to look like these fuckers, we have a dude who can do that. That's right. That's true. Um, okay. With Zev's promise to uh, do do her best to find the egg uh, and bring it to them. Uh, so she, Okay. She will, unless there's anything else you need, she will bit, bit a polite farewell. Out of curiosity, give me a deception check for obscuring the fact that you already have the egg, and we'll roll it against his insight. It's not going to affect the way that conversation already went down, but I'm mm, anybody want to give me advantage? Zev! <laughs> I wish I could. Come oh. on! Did I use my inspiration in the you still did. challenge? Yeah. Yeah. I did, right. We'll do our best. I mean, we know exactly <laughs> where it is, and that—that okay, well, that is our best. I got, I got an eleven. All right. We'll see if he calls calls me out on it. I, I she's kept it intentionally vague. Like yep. I have, ne- I have contact that may know where this egg is. Um. Yeah. Um. And how is his? It makes sense face? that he would be able to pierce your yeah. eyes. Um. Yep. As far as you know, you tricked the fuck out of this guy. Okay. Uh, but you also have a brain full of illithid jelly, so you're not really sure what that means. You know it. <laughs> It takes the edge off, like just as a, as she's like, "Why can't I hold all these weapons?" Mm. Um, she will just bow. I appreciate you holding counsel with holding counsel with me. This has been most fruitful, and I look forward to serving further in the future. Return when you have the dwarf and the egg. I will. Re- I will make haste to return with at least one of those things. In the meantime, the distress signal will remain active in case someone finds it first. As you, com- as you wish. 
As she, she almost says command because of the gel. Mm-hmm. Wait, <laughs> on, on the egg? It, not fruit, no. They're, they're broadcasting a distress signal for people to find the oh, egg. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I thought there was like a distress signal on the egg and we just left it like in a, bu- a place with a bunch of people. It's, like, it's, oh, it's, parked, it's parked in Bryn Shander with the car alarm going off. Except <laughs> 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 the car alarm makes you a slave, so. <laughs> okay. Um, she, she will stop for a moment and just think and take matters in her own hands. One more thing. Dredovix. Okay, combo. <laughs> one more thing. Uh, can you send a message out to someone specifically, if I were to imagine them for you? I can try. I will try to um, send a message to to Sai mm-hmm. to um, to to fi- uh, she will say just like the egg. Find it and bring it to us, and try to. I'll try to like give the location of where we are, okay. so that maybe so I can meet us halfway next session. Hey, um, as near as the two of you can tell, this sending was successful. He needs a target that he can see, but he's in your brain and you can see them. So yeah, I just imagine Sai yeah. really hard. Yeah, um, <laughs> just like he's dream tall, yeah. like this big. Yeah. He's really hard. Like, and hard so, as a rock. And since he is likely getting this image, too, it's like, one of my finest agents. He will work very well for us. Um, yeah, you, you feel that that is successful. Maybe next time, Dave will rejoin the table and he'll have an egg with him. Yeah. Wouldn't that be something? That That's what I'm trying to do. Trying <laughs> and to if not, time. David. <laughs> David, we're David. Com- we're coming for that ass, Dave. Get the egg, or we're coming for your eggs. <laughs> David, don't forget to bring the egg to the table. <laughs> Uh, okay, then Zev will just take the leave and uh, come back with a big smile on her face, uh, kind of sweaty probably from the interaction, but also holding a bunch of guns. <laughs> so you were like, literally like, a duffel bag full of guns, like like the major. Maybe a diplomatic mission will go well for a change. Let's go talk to the tentacle months. Oh my god, I have all these guns. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. Why can't I hold all these to be guns? Fair, this is like the first time it has gone well. <laughs> yeah, it's like, gone, but it's gone very she, well. It's it's Zev a risk just, reward. She comes in. She comes down to you guys as. I feel as though my patience has paid off. <laughs> you might be wondering what these are. Yes. Let's sit down and let me tell you a story about how to use... Let me weave your tail. And she, she just savors the words, laser wife. <laughs> <laughs> laser waifus. <laughs> laser waifu. <laughs> yeah, my wa- it's my waifle. I would like a table for me and Mikasa. <laughs> and, then, and then we decided that jaunty pirate music is what we're going to Keep do. Really. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> It's your wifel tower. Yes. Um, so the minute you touch one of these weapons, you gain that temporary proficiency with it. Um, it's the first one you touch. So if you if you grab a rifle, it's a rifle. If you grab let's, a pistol, um, it's a pistol. Peter, Peter Gundry. Peter, Peter Gundry. Let's um let's determine who's going to carry all this That's shit. That's what this is. Right. Oh, oh. Who, who gets so one? I know that she really wanted a rifle. I really wanted a rifle because I don't have a good range weapon, and she just wanted one. Well, also like I stand super far back anyway, so if I'm going to have a yeah. gun... Yeah, like, if you run out of spell slots, that would be a good thing for you to have based on the position you would be in. I'll take both! <laughs> I'll take one of each. I'm Actually, taking a fucking pistol. You probably should take one of each, yeah. Yeah, just dual-wilding pistols, like an you old-west gunner with laser so guns? Can, uh, like, shoot people, then as a monk weapon, you can pistol whip them. Yeah. Can I, I, can I, can we count that as a monk weapon for pistol whipping? For 30 attacks, sure. Yeah. The range of the rifle <laughs> would be really beneficial here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. within my, oh, dark yeah, vision yeah. Range, my dark vision range. Um, from and yeah, for sure. I don't know what size preferences are, but David, you're not here. Yeah, you get whatever's left, David. You yeah. can have a pistol. Sorry. Naya um, Ty would like a rifle. <laughs> Although, size a goblin, so a pistol to, to yeah, size, be, like, yeah. chest size. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. It's like a bazooka. <laughs> um, so, if the plan is to have Dave meet you halfway, I think this is a good place to put a pin in it for the night. Yeah. yeah. How many shots of a laser pistol again? Fifteen. Fifteen on the 15 pistol. Fifteen on the pistol, 30, 30 on, the on the rifle. Thank you. I have a pistol. That is a very strange turn of events, but...